If you're a Cleveland Browns fan looking for a break from the emotional roller coaster that is the price we pay from loving than hating our Browns, then a big welcome to Cleveland Browns Anonymous, a group therapy podcast to help you survive the season. So let's start our meeting. Hi, everybody. This is Mike Riley with a uh, special quickie edition of uh, Cleveland Browns Anonymous. And with me is my uh, partner in crime, Mike Ferrante, who is on usual, my co-host on our uh, Cleveland Real Estate Investor Podcast, which uh, if you like the the juice here, you might want to listen to this. Mike, uh, have you recovered from Sunday? (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of exciting to talk about this, though. It's uh, always some controversy in Cleveland, isn't there? Uh, I mean, you know what? The, the sad fact is we've got the Guardians who are making a great run, and we've got to be sp- obsessing about this bullshit. So, but uh, let me just go over a couple things with you, a couple points additionally I want to cover. First of all is I am just amazed at the pack journalism, the groupthink that's happening now that is hauling – Poor Nick Chubb, the most stand-up guy, and criticizing him. And I know they're not blaming him for the loss, but even bringing his name up that he should have stepped out of bounds uh, and stopped the clock. I mean, you have got to be kidding me. They They have, and my point is this. Everybody is talking, all the different podcasts, the Cleveland.com, the people that cover the Browns, they're talking about Denzel, they're talking about the secondary, they're talking about Nick Chubb, they're talking about everybody but the one person who is ultimately responsible for this fiasco, and that is the defensive coordinator, Joe Woods. Where is Joe Woods? Has he had a press conference? Has he come out? and answer questions about what his inability is to teach his secondary people how to communicate? Your thoughts? It's all about accountability, Mike. And I guarantee, you know, and count me in this group that I'm about to call out, there wasn't a person watching, listening to, or at that game who, when Chubb scored that touchdown, said, oh, no, why did he score a touchdown? Like, no one was thinking that. That it, should, it shouldn't even have been a consideration in that time. I mean, you and I talk about this all the time. When you have your opponent down, you don't let up. I want to score 30 more points if I'm beating you. Well, so everybody right? thought the game was over. Right. Everybody thought, what exactly? Nick Chubb, why didn't you? What are you talking about? We're two scores up, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought, oh, man, he just put this game away. Good job. Can we have a Buffalo Bills style romp? You know, 41 to 3. Hey, enough of it. Put the dagger in, will you? And then, you know, the you know what I'm just dying to know. And of course, we'll never find it because if you ask Kevin Stefanski a question, I mean, I like the guy, but really it's more clichés. What I was there any was there any like thinking about what the defense should be? Was there any exotic looks they were setting up for instead of simply having three safeties deep, right? Three safeties deep. And, yeah. and 
keep everything in front of you. Keep keep how, the ball in front of you. That's all. How you hard have is to that? Do. And you know the simple question. Joe Woods press conference. First question: Why weren't three safeties deep? That's the first question. Second question to Stefanski: Do you know the decision making process that's going into calling these defenses? I mean, is it overcomplicated? Are we doing a Rube Goldberg type machine? You know, you see these cartoons of how Rube Goldberg had invented something to, to take a Kleenex and had to go through five different steps before the mechanical arm went out and took it, uh, you know, from the Kleenex box. So the guy simply reaching in and getting the Kleenex. And, and this is all filtering down to all the sports talk. We are now at Nick Chubb time. It's so bad. When, when way, way at the beginning, it's Joe Woods time. And the other point I've been making to friends just the other day is, you know, three years ago, John Dorsey and one of his really good acts that he did, was, along with drafting Nick Chubb, by the way, was he fired our offensive coordinator, the the goofball that came from Pittsburgh, that Pittsburgh fans were cheering when the Browns hired them. <laughs> he fired the offensive coordinator and he fired Hugh Jackson. That's enough. We're done. Four games into the season because he could see the dysfunction filtering down into poor rookie quarterback, rookie franchise quarterback, Baker Mayfield. And they promoted Freddie Kitchens, who did a wonderful job as an offensive coordinator. Unfortunately, Freddie, Kit Freddie Kitchens was promoted to his level of incompetency, Joe Woods, as head coach, which he was totally unqualified for. Just like Joe Woods is totally unqualified to be defensive coordinator. And what happened when Freddie Kitchen took over the reins? Suddenly the offense thrived. Suddenly we were scoring points. Suddenly we were opening it up. The same thing can happen to that defense loaded with all pro talent if we would just get rid of Joe Woods. Your thoughts? Well, the point I wanted to circle back to uh, regarding accountability is that, you know, you can point fingers at this player or that player, but ultimately the coaching staff has to be in con control of the game. And where I'm going with this, Mike, is that the Browns had ample opportunities to win that game. For example, they could have stopped that pass. The next example, great, they score a touchdown. You know, maybe they drive down the field and eat up most of the clock and they score a touchdown. Your next opportunity to win that game is to recover the onside kick. You know, what? what is the percentage, the success percentage of an onside kick in the NFL? I don't know what it is, but if you're not confident that you're ready for it, you know, call timeout, call all three of your timeouts. I don't care what it takes, but you know, you had ample opportunities to win that. And the, I blame the coaching staff for not collecting the team and saying, look, here's what is going to happen. This is what we need to do. Um, you know, Stefanski, I heard him say something like, Oh, it's, it's on me. I should have told Chubb. You know what? I'm, I'm, touchdown. I, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with Stefanski saying I'm it's on me. I heard that all yeah, last right. The last six, seven, eight games. I, I was ready to shoot myself. Yeah. Oh, no, it's on me. You know what? If it's on you, you're fired. You can only go to that well 
two or three times because then you just look incompetent. Hey, let's stop here. We got to pay some bills. 30 seconds and we'll be back. Getting your house ready to sell or you just need some basic repairs and you can't get anybody to come out or even return your phone call. Then call Riley Painting and Contracting, your home mechanics. For all of your home repair needs from electrical, plumbing, roof repairs, and getting your house ready to sell. 45 years in the business, a triple A on the Better Business Bureau, and we're on the preferred contractor list in Cleveland Heights and Shaker Heights. You can contact us by calling 216-371-8160 and leave a message. And guess what? We'll call you back. You know what? When I tell a customer, I'm contracting business folks, and when a customer calls me who are, is complaining, I will say to them, you're right. It's on me. I got to fix this. I can only say that one time. I can't say that eight times. That's right. Okay. And that's why it's a farce. If, if every, everybody's accountable, nobody's accountable. I said in my earlier podcast, Stefanski, all he has to do is simply say this. This is on the defense. It is on the defensive coordinator. And I'm going, we have seen this before, and I'm going to get to the bottom of this. This is not a player's fault. This is a coaching fault. And I am going to be talking to uh, Coach Joe Woods tonight, and he is going to talk to you tomorrow. It is time that these guys are accountable, not the hapless players, okay? You don't blame the students if the teacher isn't teaching them the correct way. Great analogy. It's a bad teacher. That's what it is. And what, And you know what? Are we going to stand by and watch more of this? I mean, do you think this is this, – look, at if the teacher is still doing the teaching – this will happen again. This was almost inevitable when you saw the endless communication breakdowns in past games, starting with last week. It's almost like if you're driving 100 miles an hour through a school zone, you know eventually you're going to kill a kid, right? Yeah. You know, you know that's going to happen. This was predictable because it's either too confusing or the defenses are too exotic and the players obviously are struggling to learn this. I mean, what lost in all of this farce was what happened right before halftime when they when the when Joe the statue Flacco was marching <laughs> down the field and they got and and they they kept eight guys back in coverage and there was a guy wide open. I mean, you could have literally put two people on every guy going out, right? Yeah, I, it's funny. I read an article, and I thought I was reading about this past week, but it was the article was about the first game, and it was the same. You know, the the verbiage, the what had happened. The the uh, author, I think it was Terry Pluto, was making critiques, and I'm like, oh my god, they're talking about game one. It's the same issues from game one it was you know the communication the coverages the the defense and i mistakenly thought i was reading about the first game yeah to somebody hey sports journalists out there you know the uh 
the Tonys, the Terrys, the Mary Kays out there, will you simply ask Stefanski this question? Because we can't. We're just stupid fans. Ask Stefanski if he is prepared to fire his defensive coordinator if this continues. That's, that's, that's the question. Do you have the balls to fire somebody who's clearly in over his head on this? I mean, let's look at, let's look at Joe Wood's history. He was a Freddie Kitchens when a, as a defensive secondary coach. He was not the defensive coordinator. He has had no experience as defensive coordinator. He's doing, the like I said earlier, the Freddie Kitchens as head coach. That's what it is. And this is why, this is why Browns fans are apoplectic over this. Because they can, they can see that there is endless, there's no accountability. Instead, there's endless CYAs with, we're going to go back to the film room and we're going to work on it. Stop it. Stop it. All that is, is covering up the problem, which is apparent to everybody, but the people that are coaching this team. And I, I got to ask myself if Andrew Barry, Paul D. Podesta, and the rest of these guys who drafted this secondary and put so much capital in there, if they're going to allow this defensive coordinator to screw things up. Yeah. You know, and Mike, it, it brings, you know, to kind of circle this back to business, which, you know, you and I talk about more than anything else. That's why there's good organizations and bad organizations. Is it, is it luck? Is, is the, the draft just lucky? Are organizations good consistently because they're lucky? No, it's because of the management. It's because of the systems and people they put in place. And that's why there's good organizations and bad organizations. And I think the Browns organization has been bad for so long I mean, we could talk about all the reasons why, but certainly it's not about the players. They Everyone drafts from the same pool of players. You have opportunities to trade for the same players. It all goes back to coaching, management, ownership. Right. And, you know, and, and we got to end the cliches. we got to stop the cliches with smart, tough, and accountable. Because right now, if Joe Woods is – and I, you know what? I don't know Joe Woods. You know what? I'm sure he's a nice guy. This is not personal. But, you know, the reality, reality is this. Smart, tough, and accountable means Joe Woods needs to go out there and be accountable. And he's nowhere to be found on this. When you have players having players-only meeting, it begs the question of coaching. And, folks, if those who listen, who are listening to this, why don't you just go on YouTube and simply go and watch the 30 for, for the 30 for 30 segment called the two bills and just watch in fact i have it written down go 15 minutes into that 30 for 30 segment and watch the interaction between head coach bill parcells of the giants and defensive coordinator bill belichick i mean he was all over bill belichick parcells he was saying, why are you calling that defense? What's going on here? He wanted to get the straight answers. And most of the time he got the straight answers. You know, he had, but you know what? Belichick was under Parcells' thumb because Parcells was in charge. And Parcells was accountable. And that's what you're looking for in a head coach. I'll never forget watching 20 years ago or so a Pittsburgh game, a playoff game. I forget who the uh, 
Holcomb was the quarterback. The Browns were up for 20 points, and they let Pittsburgh come back. And you know who the defensive coordinator was? Bruce Arians. And hmm. Bruce Arians wanted to blitz the Pittsburgh quarterback. It just all-out blitz. And Butch Davis put him in a prevent, and the Browns lost. And then Butch Davis threw Arians under the bus. And then, and then within a month, Arians had quit. He had had it. He was fed hmm. up. So this, this CYA, this, this politics, we've been dealing with that with the Browns organization up until the Andrew Barry, Paul DePodesta regime. And, and so Browns fans are hoping we are not going to go backwards dealing with a head coach who is not capable of being a head coach and making these hard decisions for the good of the team. And if one of those decisions is to fire his defensive coordinator, he has to do this. This is not an overreaction. This is the second year we're dealing with this. So yeah. this isn't anything new. So final thoughts, Mike, on this quickie. I'm almost, I'm almost, pur- I'm almost purging the bad stuff here. Yeah, you. Uh, the, the the quickie therapy session is is more like it. But uh, yeah, I, you know, it's just the same story. It's it's exhausting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and it's exhausting to lose this way. You know, when we see the talent that's on the field, we see the talent that Andy Berry has, you know, and his scouting has has assembled. Um, the free agency pickups. And to just, you know, I remember that watching the Patriots game last year. I mean, it. Miles Garrett was so upset with Joe Woods. He came out publicly to criticize how unprepared they were. I mean, Belichick and Mac Jones, really? Mac Jones ran rings around them. Meanwhile, they play Buffalo, and Buffalo just stomped them. And you know what? And you know, I, I'm watching. I'm watching that final series, and I'm thinking. In retrospect, I'm thinking, look at there's two scores down. Why? And they got no timeouts. Why don't you just blitz Flacco? Put him on the ground. They got no timeouts. You have a sack. You know what? Just sit on him for 30 seconds. Yeah, there were so many opportunities to win that game. So many. Yeah, and you know what? They're leaving it. They are not finishing it. There are real problems here that need to be fixed, and it begins with the defensive coordinator. Well, because- and Mike, they could easily be 0-2 right now. If that kid doesn't boot the 58-yarder last week, they're 0-2 right now. Shameful. Really yeah. shameful. And that's all because of the defense. We've had two games where the defense has let us down. Yep. Two games. And it's not the player's fault. It's the coordinator's fault. Period. End of story. So we're going to end it there. Thanks, people. And hopefully we'll have something good to talk about after the Pittsburgh game. Thanks, Mike. Yep. Thank you for listening to the Cleveland Browns Anonymous podcast with Mike Riley. We have a lot more content on the way as we get this new podcast started. You can also check out some of our other podcasts like the Cleveland Real Estate Investor Podcast and other new ones that will start soon. On any platform that you find yourself listening to us on, feel free to leave us a like or comment or follow us. It always helps.